Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. Flyers Daily for Saturday, March 5th. Uh, Flyers are back in action today. Game 7 of this eight-game homestand. Today they face the Chicago Blackhawks. And the Blackhawks will be in town for matinee hockey as well. I still love the matinee game because it's just a different feel. It's a different vibe. You get to the rink when the sun's out, and you leave the rink sometimes when the sun's still out. So you're getting warmer. I'm a big, big fan of matinee hockey. It breaks up the monotony of 7 o'clock starts or 7.30 or 8 o'clock starts all season. So I'm looking forward to today and the Flyers and the Blackhawks. Now, you're not going to hear as much from me in this episode. I'm going to play Mike Yo in just a minute from his availability from yesterday after practice. And I'm going to have a lot of comments on it. But first, let's preview this matchup today between the Flyers and the Blackhawks. Now, the Blackhawks come into this game right now uh, not having a great season. They appear to be in pseudo-rebuild mode, 55 games played, 20-27-8, and 48 points, 4-5-1 in their last 10. Uh, they did win their last one. They are minus 50 in goal differential. The Flyers come in in the eighth spot in the Metropolitan Division, 54 games played, 16-28-10, 42 points, one back of the Devils who are in the seventh spot. Flyers 2-6-2 two, and two in their last 10, have lost their last two, and are minus 54 in goal differential. And it's rare in this season for the Flyers where they've struggled so much to score, they've struggled so much on the penalty kill and the power play, that they come into this game actually with an advantage in some areas. Flyers on the season, goals for, games played, 29th in the NHL, averaging 2.5 goals a game, 2.5 goals a game. You need more than that. But the Blackhawks come into this game averaging 2.45 goals per game. Now goals allowed. Blackhawks have allowed slightly less than the Flyers. The Blackhawks on the season, allowing the ninth most amount of goals in the NHL at 3.38. The Flyers allowing the eighth most amount of goals per games played at 3.43. So right there, you know, Blackhawks a shade better, 5100s better than the Flyers in that regard. When it comes to power play percentage, you know, you got some really good playmakers on the Chicago Blackhawks with Patrick Kane, who's having yet another pretty good season. Blackhawks 15th on the power play, clicking at 20.7%. This is where they have a big big advantage over the Flyers, 14.2% for the Flyers. The penalty kill. Chicago comes into the game with the 29th ranked penalty kill at 75.3%. Flyers at the 25th ranked penalty kill at 76.4%. Now, the odd thing about it is when you consider the, the Blackhawks have a better power play and 5100 0.05 less goals per game. The odd thing is, is that the Flyers have played just one less game, but when you look at the standings and the points, they're actually six points back of the Blackhawks. That's the byproduct of a team in the Flyers that's found ways to lose games that they should have won, like the game on Thursday against the Minnesota Wild. So Flyers and Blackhawks coming up today at Wells Fargo Center, and you always have to keep an eye out for Patrick Kane. Yeah, he's been around a long time, still in 51 games played this season, 17 goals, 38 assists, 55 points. And usually his partner in crime for so many years was Jonathan Taves. Taves missed all of last year, played 44 games so far this year, four goals, 15 assists, and just 19 points. Second in points for the Chicago Blackhawks is Alex Dabrinkit. In 55 games, he's got 30 goals already, 16 assists, 
46 points. Seth Jones on D, just three goals with 32 assists. But Seth Jones looking at a minus 25 and playing over 26 minutes of ice a game. 26.04 to be exact. But in this episode, I wanted to focus on Flyers head coach Mike Yo, Because I, I've talked on this podcast before about you know why I play his audio pretty often since he's taken over as the interim head coach when Elaine Vigneault was fired. And it's because I respect the honesty, the transparency, the passion that he speaks with. Because a lot of times, you know, Elaine Vigneault was a guy that you always knew when the the availability or the conversation was over, whether it was an interview, a one-on-one, just a conversation with uh, the, the broadcasters before you get the hands come together. All right, is that it? And then, boom, you move on. He was not long for conversation. Mike Yo, not that way. Mike is very explanatory, again, very transparent, very honest. And I don't think, from what I understand, that anything that he says in the media, he has not already said in that room. Coaches can't just go outside the room and say a bunch of things and then not say it. It's like, hey, you're not going to say that to my face when you're being critical of a team or a player or a unit, a line, whatever it might be. You can say that stuff publicly when you're already saying it to the player, the unit, or whatever it might be, the team. So, And and he does that and because you don't get respect unless you do that. So Mike Yo is a guy that's been very transparent. And I want everybody to listen to this media availability and kind of just look at it, at the message he's trying to get across to not only the fan base by proxy of the press conference to the media, but also to the team. And I'm going to talk about it after. So here's Mike Yo and his availability from yesterday. Kevin Hees had to go through a full practice. Yeah. We played, obviously, no full practice today. Will right. he go tomorrow? Or no? uh, I'm, I'm expecting him to play, but I want to double check, see how he's doing after uh, the skate here today. So before we make that determination. How was, uh, how was Justin Ron feeling today? Uh, feeling a little bit better. Uh, we kept him away from the group just so we didn't spread anything to them. But uh, uh, we're hopeful that he can play tomorrow, but but uh, but we'll have to again see how he's see how he's doing tomorrow. Mike, you've addressed this in the past, but with Hayes on the brink of coming back, what does he bring? You know, sort of on the ice in the room. Well, it certainly brings a, a, a guy that's going to bring some enthusiasm and and some joy, and and uh, a guy who's going to try to make plays. Um, and uh, obviously, big body uh, guy that can help you at both ends of the ice. Uh, guy that's going to help you on the special teams, guy that's going to help you in the face-off circle. Um, obviously, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of where he's at. Uh, you know, obviously, he, he played he played through a lot of pain and, and injury uh, earlier in the year, and and uh, and I'm hoping that we can get a, a, a fully healthy Kevin Hayes back because that would do an awful lot for us. Where do you envision him slotting into the lineup? <clears throat> yeah, I think we got a plan to start the game and uh, and then we'll see how things go. But as, as far as start, just to, to see where he is, we're going to put him in the, in the three hole. Um, but uh, you know, I, I believe that we've got uh, enough bodies that we can have some healthy competition where things can get moved around pretty quickly. Going back to, uh, to Broncos, like was, was he sick before the game or was it just, uh, just that last year? I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it uh, before the game, to be honest with you, until uh, I did hear that he was sick. You know, and and it was going to try to 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 get through it, but uh, no, that was uh, not something that we knew about before the game. I guess, and this obviously isn't COVID related at all. Yeah. But I'm more asking, like, you know, 
guys can't afford to really lose anybody. No. Is, is, this, is this something that's kind of going through the locker room? Or is uh, we is haven't heard of anybody else having it, no. So uh, so hopefully not. Yeah. Darren Broussard missed a lot of time this season. <laughs> uh, finally, he's been able to stay in the lineup for a few games. Especially because they're conditioning, they're timing back. I'm curious, have you seen a, a little bit of a progression since uh, I didn't think last night was very good. I think he was the first to admit that. Came into my office this morning, said that he'd be better. So uh, I'm anxious to see his game tomorrow. With Kevin coming back or starting to come back, like, do you know who would come out of the line for you guys? Yeah, Jerry's going to be out tomorrow. Um, but uh, but there was a, a couple candidates, that's for sure. Mike, with, uh, with Claude Drew, uh, do, do you have a pulse on just kind of how he's feeling right now uh, throughout all of this and with the trade deadline getting closer? I think uh, I think we could probably all see that it's weighing on him. Um, you know, it's uh, you know it's it's hard to remember sometimes that that they're human beings and and you look at G and and uh, this is not your just average player who you know has been in a in a you know with an organization for three four years and and might potentially get traded. I mean, we're talking about growing up and you know in in this organization and in this town and and uh, and a guy that's really given a lot. And so it's, uh, this is a real difficult time for him. There's no question. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in talking with G, uh, as difficult as it is, we need him to, to go out and do what he does. And, and, and I'm quite confident that he will. It's a real tough thing. It's, it's a bit of a distraction, I would say, for, for everybody. But, you know, we're, we're, there's no way that we can allow anything to be an excuse for us. And we have to find a way to go out and be better than what we were last night. Mike, last night you seemed for the first time this year angry. Yeah, yeah. It's not the first time, I promise you. <laughs> I've, I've been angry. Yeah. Manifest itself that way. Yeah. Is that an accurate description of how you were feeling after the game? Talk to us. I'm still angry today, to be honest with you. And uh, and yeah, there's been there's you know I would say that the other night I was more disappointed. You know I was expecting more and I was disappointed that we didn't didn't uh, didn't give more. And yeah, last game, I'm angry. I, I'm angry that, uh, you know, that, that, you know, I, I, we don't have a little bit more attitude. I'll, I'll say that um, to be able to close these games out, to be able to win these games. I think that we've done a pretty good job up to this point of um, building a game, um, building proper habits uh, to put ourselves in a position to win. And, you know, I think that even some of these times we're going out there and we're not giving quite a hundred percent and we're still in a position to win. <clears throat> but really when it comes down to it, this game is about winning and you have to be able to close that out. And, uh, and so that's the next step for us. And that's the part where we're probably going to have to get a little bit dirty here is just to make sure that, uh, that we push this group to way higher level of, of commitment standards to make sure that that, that ends up getting delivered because I know that we're not necessarily going to win every night, but um, you know we have to play with passion every night, and we have to play with 100% commitment uh, and buy into the group and for your teammates. And uh, you know if you don't win when you're doing those things, you can live with that. Uh, but if you don't have those things, we're not going to we're not going to accept that. Did you say the word? Uh, I might have. Did you say the word dirty? And if you did, what did you mean by that? I just mean that, like, you know, obviously it's going to have to be uncomfortable. We had an uncomfortable conversation today. Uh, you know, we're going to have to push each other. Players are going to have to hold each other accountable. Uh, you know, we're going to hold the players accountable. We didn't really have that luxury before. You know, now we've got 
players coming back, if guys aren't doing the job, then uh, obviously ice time is going to reflect that. Uh, opportunity is going to reflect that. Uh, again, this is not something that we had to, you know, at our disposal when we had 10 NHL players out of the lineup. Now we're getting guys back. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some good competition. And, and, uh, and so, you know what, obviously, I hope that we can just have this meeting today and everything's going to be great and, and shiny and perfect the rest of the way. But I am pretty sure that that's not reality. So, uh, again, I think that the blueprint of uh, the way that we expect to, to play the game is there. Uh, and we know that it, it, it can work with, uh, especially when we have everybody on board. Now we just have to make sure we have everybody on board. I'm obviously not expecting you to name names here, but yeah. I, I get the sense that there might be a belief that, that some guys aren't fully bought in. This isn't just a one game thing. That's something that's yeah. happened for a while. I don't, I don't want to say, you know, and I, I said, I, I did use the term buy-in. It's not about that. It's, 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 you know, because I, I think you can see that, you know, guys are playing the system and everything that it's, it's more about sort of just that winning attitude where, you know, do you, do you come to the rink and do you feel sorry for yourself? Uh, do you come to the rink and do you say, okay, there might be a trade in a week and we'll see what happens there. Um, do you come to the rink and say, okay, maybe it's not our night tonight. Um, you know, there, there's, there's winning moments and, and small things that happen through the course of the game and saying this, that we have to embrace those opportunities. And when you're, when you have that passion and that, complete drive and and sort of that attitude of we're not going to let anything stop us you're always searching for those moments and those opportunities and uh and we're not doing that right now not enough and uh and not enough guys so that's why we're you know we're close to winning games but that's why we're not winning games like you said jerry will come out if he's pleased does that yep. mean broussard goes to wing uh no he's going to play center tomorrow we're going to move uh g to wing tomorrow the message that you gave them today in the meeting did you imply that message or deliver that message yeah. last night? Yeah, no, today we did that, yeah. But not last night? No, last night was a different message after the game. It's just more about, uh, you know, how we can't accept this. You know, as this is uh, what a special thing it is to be part of this organization. And uh, and it just, uh, we, and again, it's, that's I don't want to get into it too much, just we can't accept this. It's I don't expect us to, to win every single night, but... Uh, you know, we have to play with passion and we have to play, uh, you know, we have to be willing to get our nose dirty. We have to be willing to play hard uh, and we have to play the right way. And when you do those things, and if you don't win, then you can accept that. But we, we can't accept anything less than that. What was their reaction last night? What was their reaction today? There, there wasn't a lot of, um, it wasn't really a two-way conversation, I would say, last night. Uh, you know, today, today was good. It was, uh, you know, it was good in the sense that, like I said, it was uncomfortable um, and that we we have to get the players talking more. You know, this is this can't be something where it's just us telling them what to do and this is what we want. And then, you know, this has to come from them. Um, and that's that's the real true path. We can provide direction. Um but uh, but ultimately, you know, they're the ones that are out there that have to be warriors. They're the ones that are out there that that have to pay the price, that have to do the job. And it's not easy. I understand that. It's hard. It's hard to play winning hockey. It's hard to do it night after night. But it's also extremely rewarding. And that's what uh, that's what we're trying to imply and get the players to understand. Just a little confused on the lines. Uh, you said Hayes is going to be on the third line, right? Yeah. So where does G go then? You get to I'm going to move line. lots up with uh, with G and TK tomorrow. 
Um, and, uh, and, and again, this could all be subject to change, but lots deserves the opportunity to go up. And, uh, and obviously those two guys, they can take face-offs. It could be G playing at center one time. Then you'll have brass, uh, playing with, uh, cam and, and, uh, Joel. And that's a, that's a line that had success previously earlier this year. Um, and then, uh, I liked our fourth line last game. Uh, you know, and, and, and those guys, I think if they play that way, it also gives me the ability to use those guys, uh, not necessarily purely as a fourth line, but but obviously in some other situations as well. Mike, you mentioned wanting to see more of a winning attitude from this team. When the team isn't winning, where do you expect them to generate that energy from? It's character. That's what it is. Um, you know what? I think we all have a choice. It's, you know, whether it's myself, you know, do I come to the rink and just say, oh, this guy's no good, that guy's no good, it's not my fault, or, or do you try to find solutions and uh, try to pro provide leadership and, and you know, make sure that, that I'm taking care of my job, and that's what I expect of the players as well. Um, you know, you can sit there and you can say, okay, we don't have this guy, or this guy's not doing this, or that guy's not doing that. You know, we have to hold the players accountable, but but the most valuable part of accountability is is – each individual holding themselves accountable. And uh, and so players have an understanding of what they're expected to do. Now they have to make sure that they they go out there and bring it. And again, I'm not saying that we're going to guarantee wins, but we can certainly guarantee an, you know, a great work ethic, something we can be proud of. And uh, and we have to make sure that we play with passion. That's one thing that 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 has to be done here. Have you seen some slippage and you know guys trusted in the group? I think that I honestly, I think that, uh, that this, like, I mean, I, I really love coaching this group. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I wish that we were a little bit further along. I think that we've taken steps in our game. This is a great group. Don't, don't confuse anything with what I'm saying. We just, unfortunately we've done a lot of losing and we've let some bad, you know, habits creep in. It doesn't mean that we don't have character. It doesn't mean that we don't have good people. Um, but now's our chance to prove, you know, just what kind of character we have. Uh, obviously, it's been a real difficult year, uh, but the way I see it, there's still plenty of opportunity, and it's a, it's a real honor to play here, to play for the Flyers, to play in front of our fans, uh, to play in the NHL, and we have to embrace that, and we have to make sure that we, we show how much we respect that opportunity. This is maybe, maybe a hard question, but, yeah. you know, you, you say that this is a great group, and you really like these guys. Yeah. I remember, you know, when when Dave Hackstall got let go, one thing he told Scott Gordon was that you know, this is a great group of guys. You know, yeah. Scott Gordon was, said said the same thing. You know, great, great group. They're yeah. really close. I guess my question is, is that, you know, if they're so close, and, yeah. and if everybody is tight and it's it's a unified room, why aren't the results there? And this isn't just this year. It's yeah. No, obviously this is this is. Uh, I mean it's I'm, I'm the fourth guy that's been in front of you guys <laughs> answering these questions. So obviously that's a, that's a real good question. And, uh, and, you know, I, I do believe that we have some answers and I do believe that we'll push through to, to some of this, some of these group, as far as, um, you know, proving what we're talking about. I do think that, you know, as a group, we all have to understand there's a difference between being a good teammate, a good guy. And, uh, and sometimes, uh, you know, being a good teammate means you might have to go to your best friend and say, we need you to be better and we need you to make that play at that time, um, you know, or, or pick them up, whatever the case is and challenge each other. And, and, you know, if somebody's slipping, maybe you don't allow yourself to slip. Maybe you pull them into the fight with you. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is us understanding that, that there can be a difference there. So I, I think that we've got a good group. I think we've got a lot of character 
And uh, but we have to prove it right now. All right, there's Flyers head coach Mike Yo uh, addressing the media. Now that last question that he answered, I'm going to play this part again and what he had to say. It was Charlie O'Connor who asked the question, and Mike talked about what it is to be a teammate, a friend, a guy in that room to do the right things. Here's what he had to say right at the very end. I do think that, you know, as a group, we all have to understand there's a difference between being a good teammate, a good guy. And, uh, and sometimes, uh, you know, being a good teammate means you might have to go to your best friend and say, we need you to be better. And we need you to make that play at that time, um, you know, or, or pick them up, whatever the case is and challenge each other. And, and, you know, if somebody's slipping, maybe you don't allow yourself to slip. Maybe you pull them into the fight with you. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is us understanding that, that there can be a difference there. So I, I think that we've got a good group. I think we've got a lot of character and, uh, but we have to prove it right now. Now, what Mike says about being a good teammate and being a good friend and that there is a difference you got to be willing to go to that guy next to you in the locker room. He may be a good friend. He may be just a teammate. There's all different relationships in team sport. Not every guy likes everybody, but you should have to have respect for everybody in that room. And if a guy's your best friend or he's just an acquaintance on the team, if he's the best player, if he's a role player, it doesn't matter. They have to be willing if somebody's game is slipping to go to them and be able to say, we need more from you. We expect more from you. You can do better. And I love that he said, when a guy's game is slipping, you can either tell him you need more or you can pull him into the fight. I think what we've seen this year is we've seen too many guys seeing somebody slipping and then they start slipping. And then slipping becomes contagious. When one person slips, that, should got, that guy should be grabbed like he fell down in a mosh pit and he got pulled up so he didn't get trampled and get pulled back into the fight. Character is insanely important in team sports. And I think what Mike Yo said there should be written on the walls of the locker room so those players have to read it every time they go in. All right, that's another edition of Flyers Daily. It's Flyers Blackhawks today. Enjoy the game, the matinee hockey, and uh, we'll break it down tomorrow with another brand new episode of Flyers Daily.